You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to It's 11 and It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. Yes, you'll notice the happiness in my voice after what has been a great week for Leicester City. This day a week is a long time in politics. How, how long does that week seem as a Leicester fan this week, Tom? Bloody hell, wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to have something uh, positive to talk about, isn't it? You know, um, I think... It's it's been difficult this season, so um, yeah, yeah, lovely to see you guys, and have, have, you know we're all all here smiling, aren't we? Plenty to talk about as well, so plenty of individual players to discuss as well. Baz, great to have you back with us. You are a wedded man now. Good evening, as the, your new manager will be saying <laughs> at Aston Villa. Unai Emery is just about to be appointed. Uh, how's how's things for you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Glad to be back to my normality and past the wedding and past the honeymoon and all that. So, yeah, back to get, watching football again two weeks please later. You're, please, you're allowed to join us still now you're a married man. Well, it was a chore, but uh, yeah, <laughs> got there then. Thankfully, our pole dancing class was cancelled. So. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. my love. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, you're back with us as well over in Dublin. You've got your pint of Guinness with you to ease you through this next hour. Of course, although it's to celebrate rather than drown my sorrows as usual. Yeah, well, we're on the back of the last podcast we did was entitled The Only Way Is Up. And uh, we've gone up a little bit. We're 16th in the table. We've taken seven points from the last nine. Uh, Probably should have been nine points about the last nine, but we let two slip against Palace. But going back to yesterday, Steve, I'll start with you. What was your thoughts on the performance at Molyneux? Uh, well, we got there in the end. Um, we didn't play that well, did we? We didn't start well. Um, and Wolves were on top. And we were very clinical, taking our chances. What a goal by Tielemans. He he doesn't hit tap-ins, does he, that lad? 
Um, it was a rocket. Um, and then when Barnes got the second, I felt a little more relaxed, but I thought we needed a third goal. And Wolves started well in the second half again. Uh, we defended well. Danny Ward obviously had a good game. Um, but then they seemed to run out of ideas. We weathered the storm and, and won very comfortably in the end. But, it, you know, the scoreline probably flatters us a little bit, I think. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, you've covered all my notes that I've got for the game of uh, yesterday. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. But going back to that Yuri Tillemans goal, Tom, have you seen a different player in him since he's got the armband the last few games? It's Johnny Evans has been out. Yeah, I know when he when he started taking that, we, well, certainly in the ground, people were talking, uh, you know, should he, should he be having that if he's, uh, if he's perhaps, you know, got a year left with us, if that. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's starting to look like he wants to be part of our team, and he's leading it, and he's uh, he's driving us forward. So yeah, I, I think his performances have been brilliant, to be honest. Yeah, he's uh, he's leading. I think at the moment, by example, we talk about a lack of leaders. I think you know, I was I was there at the game yesterday in the away end at Molyneux, and uh, the the passion from some of the lads really showed through. But that strike for the first goal, Barry, that could be goal of the month or even goal of the season, couldn't it? He hit it so sweetly, 25 yards out, first time, and it was like an arrow in off the post. His technique's just unreal. Like, you can see him sort of, it just, like, it's hard to teach that to someone, how to, to time that to perfection and, and get over the ball still. Yeah, it was beautiful. Off the post is always the best. It was a beautiful, beautiful strike. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was absolute scenes in the away end when that went in, and as Steve said, it was on the back of a few minutes of pressure, really, from... Um, from Wolves at the time, and it started to look like Diego Costa might have a bit of a, a bit of an impact for them. But once we got that first first goal, uh, and the second one came shortly after, Steve, do you want to talk us through the second goal? No, not really. It was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought you know Barnes. I don't know. I think Madison is he got six this season. Yeah, yeah. Daka's got three or four. But yeah, Barnes has got four. I think Barnes, Barnes has got four now. So he said uh, that's the second goal on the trot. I mean, it's a wonder they don't ses, uh, suss us out with a Dewsbury Hall and Barnes one twos and then him sliding it in like that because it's happened a lot this season and last season. Um, so it's a move that seems to pay off with us. And those two seem to play pretty well together. I'm not I'm not sure Dewsbury Hall's on his game at the moment, but he links up with Barnes really well. Yeah, it does. I'm not sure if you picked it up when you were watching yesterday, but every time Barnes got the ball, he was getting roundly booed from the uh, from the home fans because he spent a bit of time on loan at West Brom. They were giving it baggies rejects and all the rest of it. Uh, so when he scored, Tom, he obviously went in front of the away end, uh, the home end, sorry, and and put his fingers to his ears. And yeah. it's quite a beautiful photograph of them flipping the bird back at him. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. Um, Bardi also <laughs> gave him a, a fair bit of hate, didn't he? As, as he yeah, always he does. So yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're a team that likes winding up other other uh, fans. We need to have a conversation about Harvey Barnes, though. Really, I've I've been a big defender of him, and he is hot or cold, Baz. But when he's on his game, I, I'd describe him as un- unplayable at times. It, that sort of direct running. How do you stop that? I mean, we saw Adama Traore for Wolves with a similar style of play, except he's got absolutely no end products and he's a useless uh, waste of a footballer. 
whereas Harvey Barnes has got the finishing products to go with. That was his 50th goal in club football yesterday. But it's football intelligence, isn't it? So if you, if, if he's got midfielders that are going to see that one too quick, like it's it's like you said, like what Steve said, it's when when a team's going to get smart to it. But when you're that rapid and you're that quick of thinking and that quick of passing, you can't really defend it. And that's and as a comparison to Chori, Chori doesn't have football intelligence. He's just a big lump. He's fast. Yeah. Barnes, Barnes has added finishing to his game as well, and like you can. See, you can see with Barnes that when he's up for it, you can see it in his face. Like he, if he, I think I think it done for his last season or this season. Um, one of our guests highlighted it. Um, uh, oh, it was the Matt the BBC, Piper. yeah, Piper, yeah. So like you can tell within five minutes if he skins someone or or gets something positive, that's him up for the game. And you can, he, I think, I think he's that all the time now. I don't think that's. Uh, yeah, the right. thing. He, he, he looks like he looks like he's up for that all the time, well, he, and he, he must got, he must he must be eyeing up the, the World Cup squad. He has yeah, to be eyeing up. He got Johnny booked quite early, which made it made it even easier for him to a degree because um, he obviously had the pace on Johnny, and Johnny couldn't really stick a leg in or pull his shirt or whatever because he was going to go. You're saying that Johnny had to pull out, Steve. Johnny had to pull <laughs> out. Yeah. Checking. You filthy beasts. Well, he wasn't quick uh, enough, though. <laughs> that was right, though, wasn't it? Going back to Matt Piper and what he spoke about, that first five minutes, he did Johnny in the first five minutes, and that was that was it. He, he was no coming back from that for him. He's stuck with these innuendos now. They're, they're even accidental. Barry just mentioned a, a really uh, sort of valid point there. This 55-man squad for the World Cup that's going to get named in the next next few days. Harvey Barnes think he's maybe in with half a chance of getting around 55 I don't think he'll make the final cut, but certainly that first first cut. Do you think there's a chance for him there, Steve? I think there has to be, doesn't there? I mean, um, his stats are pretty good. He had a good season last season. Um, he's had some periods where he's not been so good, but at the moment he seems right on form. And um, he can change games. So uh, him and Madison have got to be in the squad. And... and um, I think it looks like he's finally getting his game together a bit, James. Just Justin, maybe he'll make it as well. But who's playing better than him? Do you know, like, who's playing better than him in that in that position just now? Well, that's like, what like I was no one. Grealish isn't. Yeah. Um, Sterling yeah. certainly isn't. So Grealish well. made the big mistake of uh, dissing Elmeron, didn't he, earlier on in the season? <laughs> um, Apparently, so, yeah. Comparing <laughs> Maris to Elmeron, can't stop scoring now, and Grealish can't start. So. We'll be looking forward to giving Greenwich a bit of stick on Saturday, Tom, won't we? Well, we always do, yeah. <laughs> Villa or no, so. Quiffy <laughs> haired Nancy boy. <laughs> Bob's words, not, not yeah, yours. Yeah, or not ours, yeah. yeah, we don't condone yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But how, how much can Harvey Barnes push on, Tom, now? I mean, we look at danger men in the side and players that can, can provide that bit of difference. And with yeah. Madison, there's him, and then there's whoever's playing up front. Who's uh, someone scored, Baz? Have we got a no, point? it just came up on my screen. Aston Villa points. You know, Emery is head coach on 1st of November. No, I delighted. thought someone scored. I thought he punched the air. <laughs> no, You'll be calling delighted. for his after five games. <laughs> no, 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 no. This guy's got the quality. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good appointment. Sorry, Tom. Harvey Bond, how much can he push yeah, on? Well, he's, uh, he's always been, uh, you know, one, one of the creative players that we look to, to, to change a game. And even, even when we're not playing well, if, if he is, as, as you say, he's the sort of player that can carry us. 
Um, certainly on um, on Thursday night with uh, with Madison out, he was the one that you were kind of looking forward to seeing, uh, to seeing break down the lines. And sure enough, he, he gets a goal then as well. Um, Beauty as this, well, wasn't it? That goal? It oh, was, yeah. yeah, lovely, really well worked goal. Um, you know, passes across across the front line, really. So. Yeah, yeah lovely stuff. He, he, he was there for the um, for the own goal as well. He was there to tap that one in if that hadn't have gone that way. So he's showing that desire to actually get into that six yard box, which is what he does when he's when he's confident. Um, as as you guys have just touched on, if he's if he has a bit of a, a ropey start, he, you kind of see it in his body language. He's slumping his shoulders round. As he's as he's sort of uh, walk, walking about when when the ball's out of play and uh, yeah, it, it feels really like he doesn't recover that if he if he starts badly in a game. But um, yeah, yeah, been on absolute fire this week. Is that something that can be taught though, Steve? Do you think um, over time? I remember when he first came through, his finishing wasn't great. He was a bit of a uh, a better class of Armatrari at that time in terms of getting to the positions, but his finishing wasn't wasn't the sharpest. He's, he's really altered that side of his game now. I think he's a great finisher. Yeah, he, he couldn't hit a Harvey Barnes door, could he? But um... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my first pint of Guinness. I'll get better after about four. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he can be taught. It's, um, it's all in his head, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? And we must have psychologists and whatever working with them. Um, uh, and so, yeah, and I think, look, he is a liability defensively, but yeah. with Tillemans playing in a more defensive role, we seem just stronger at the back anyway. I just wonder about that liability defensive uh, statement that you've made there. I know that Steve Cooper at Forest was getting a bit of praise over the weekend because he was asking his wingers not to track back so that there'd be a bit more space on the counter-attack. Do you think Barnes is playing the game that he's been asked to play there? Um, no, because I think Rogers is keen on people tracking back, to be honest. And, um, but there is a balance when you've got Barnes and Madison in your team. And Madison has been doing a lot more defensive work, actually. Um, but he's still lightweight one, once or twice. We've conceded goals where he's not got a proper challenge in. But they're a kind of player that you kind of forgive them their defensive frailties because what they create, really, at the end of the day. And um, and not every not every player like that luxury player is going to be good at defending, and you've got to compensate for that some other way. We weren't doing that earlier in the season. That's fair enough, Barry. I know that you didn't see the game yesterday because you've been watching the the Villa boys, but um, a lot of the rest of the first half when we went to look, we're under a lot of pressure from Wolves in terms of them coming forward. There were shots blocked. Danny Ward made a couple of crucial saves. What's changed from, you know, as much as people just breathing on us and we'd give them a goal to actually being able to stand pretty steadfast and, and block the opposition out? That's three clean sheets in four games now. Uh, well, I, think, I think it's like confidence and sort of getting used to your team because obviously, because I've, I've missed out the last few weeks, so I spent about an hour today um, having a look at sort of previous, t- the, the last four or five games or, or from Forest game to now. I just wanted to see, like, what's what's he been doing that's different, or is there anything he's been doing different? And the, I don't know if it's too obvious, but the only thing he seems to have changed really is took Ndidi and Evans out of the team and replaced them with Samari and um, 
um, uh, the phase or phase is that you pronounce him? Phase. Yeah. Um, and then uh, alternating sort of Daka and Vardy. So I'm trying to figure out has he got a home team, away team? Now he doesn't really seem to have that. Um, but it just it just seems like the the right players are showing up now. Mm. Um, the back four seems to be set. Um, like like Steve said, like if you've got the thing with Leicester, right, they've they've got a luxury in that they've got fucking ace attacking players. So you've got to kind of allow them to be attacking players. And with what comes with that, unfortunately, and it's the same with City and it's the same with Liverpool and, and the top attacking teams, with that, you, you leave yourself a wee bit open. Um, and if you can get that back four set with one, if not two, in front of that to, to compensate that, then you've got a team. Then you've got, and I think that's what the change is. It seems to be the change. Like Pratt came in for Madison. That seemed to be, he seemed to do okay from what I saw. It, I think it's just you've you've got the formation now. The thing I couldn't figure out is like when when I went into like the team sheets, he always puts Samari as the single man in front of the defence. But when you watch it, it doesn't look like that. It looks like there's two. Yeah. Um so like and for me, it's strange that I don't know if it was before we went on air or not. They're saying KDH was a bit ropey, but in all the highlights I watched, he looked fantastic. And he looked um the most advanced. So maybe that's 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 his position now, or I could be, I could be totally speaking rubbish, so, but that's what it looked like from what I saw. I think that was you, Steve, that said, um, and I quote, "KDH is shit." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I say he's not been at his best, and I still I still believe that he does some good stuff, but he, he, he there's some pretty ropey bits to his game in terms of passing accuracy and whatever as well. So. Um, no, he just doesn't seem to be on top of his game as he was last season. That's that's what I would say. I, I say another thing is that James Justin and Castagna are not leaving gaping holes. They were going forward. I mean, Castagna is used as a, a kind of winger on the right and James Justin on overlap with Barnes or whatever on the left sometimes. And they were straying too far forward and leaving two centre-halves pretty stranded sometimes on on the counter-attack. Um, and either they're not going as forward as much or there's more cover coming in to support the back two, the centre-halves the center when that does happen. So we just don't look as exposed now to the counter-attack as we did before. It's, uh, it's a different feeling now, for example, when a corner is against us, isn't it? I don't want to... Tempt yeah. fight in case Man City score six set piece corners, uh, goals from corners on Saturday with Haaland nodding them all in from a yard out. But um, the, we, we faced a lot of cause. In fact, we faced a lot of shots, corners, possession yesterday. I think Wolves had 21 shots on goal. We had four and we scored four goals. In fact, over the last two games, we've only had five shots on target and we've scored six goals. So that's that's quite <laughs> bad, isn't it? Um, but how much credit, um, Tom, I'll come to you on this. Lars Knudsen joined as the set-piece coach uh, the, just before the Tottenham game. So I think it was like two days before the Tottenham game. So we have to forgive yeah. him what happened the next day uh, at Spurs. But we've seen almost the immediate impacts from him there, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a bit of joking around, you know, and a set-piece coach coming in and, and nothing being done wasn't there in, in that game. But, um, yeah, we, we certainly look pretty solid from corners now um i know in the last in the last couple of games i've i've been sat there not thinking you know not thinking that this is going to be a problem now which is which is something that we've not felt for a bloody long time um but yeah everyone seems to be doing the the job i think i think the one 
the one thing that people still have gripes with is the fact that we don't leave that player forward when we've got a corner against us. So there's no outlet there. Um, so we're often, you know, clearing the ball, getting it to the halfway line. It's coming straight back, but um, we're, we're keeping the ball out of the net. So that's all that matters at the moment. Is that you know, a difference? Sorry to put in there. Is that a difference? Like, is it because they're putting everyone at the back, or is, is that fast got something to do with it? We've done that. We've done that for a, for a couple of seasons now, where we've where we've not left anyone up top. Okay. I, I think we look at just a lot more aggressive defending set pieces. Uh, fast is definitely a part of that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Marty won quite a few uh, at the back yesterday. Um, Samare came back and did a job. The the front man, whether it be Vardy or Dakar, will come back and do something. We just look like we're we want to get our heads first to the ball now compared to before when it was we were a bit more passive, a bit more probably being a, a real understatement. But mm. Steve, scoring goals is not the problem for Leicester. So even at 2-0 up at half-time yesterday, that wasn't the worry that we, we couldn't score. We've scored actually yeah. the fifth amount of uh, goals this season in the Premier League after the top three, uh, sorry, the sixth after the top three, Fulham and Liverpool. Uh, but conceding them, we've still got the worst defence, Steve. Did you feel confident at half-time that the game was won or did you think we needed another? Uh, I, I felt more confident, but look what happened at uh, Brentford. Look look what happened at, at Brighton and Spurs. I think we were drawing both those games, weren't we? Um, so... I felt that we'd turned a corner a little bit. Um, I thought we got a slap in the face with a Bournemouth game. Um, I thought we had turned the corner a bit and were defending better. But I was wanting the third goal just to relax a little more. I knew if we get the third, I thought we'd be OK. Even though I remember being 3-0 up at half-time at Molyneux and losing 4-3. But um, Yeah, that was a great day, wasn't it? No. That was the Mickey Adams season in the Premier League when we were... Every game we were winning until like the last... The, the start of that season was, if games finished after 18 minutes, we'd have qualified for the Champions League, but we ended up getting relegated. That was an unreal start, unreal season. Yeah. That never came to mind. yeah. Um, Barry, 61 minutes on the clock. A certain Jamie Vardy comes off the bench, swigging his can of Red Bull as he's coming on. The man is just an icon, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. The biggest, the biggest soft spot I have for an opposition player is for Jimmy Vardy. I absolutely love the guy. I did used to love Fofana, but now it's Jimmy Vardy. So, um, yeah, he's, he is class, and I'm glad he scored. And as long as it's not against Villa, I'd like him to go on another streak and 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 go on a hot streak and hit some goals in. Yeah, came straight on. Speaking of West Fofana, he had a rather warm chance in the concourse yesterday to the tune of "Hey Baby." Uh, it was "Hey." West Fafana, I want to know why you're such a. <laughs> I won't say the word because it's just the most famous out there. Um, quite enjoyed joining in with that one yesterday. Quite quite a good point. Uh, but Stevie comes on and he gets an assist four minutes later for James Madison. Another great goal, wasn't it? To to add to the collection of great goals on the day. Yeah, it was. I mean, how clinical are we? You just got to hope we keep it up. Um, we must be one of the most clinical teams in the league, I think. Chances to goals. Um, yeah, good move. Great finish by Madison. Um, even though it was near post, the keeper, it hit it that well. The keeper didn't really have a chance, did he? No, no. The ball goes into Madison there, Tom. He's not really got a chance on, has he? 
Not really. I mean, he yeah, completely creates it himself. He sort of sort of assists himself. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah, on. it's so, it's so well talked in, into that into that. Well, his bottom right. Um, but yeah, at that point, you're thinking, right? Happy now. We, we can all uh, we can all relax. Yeah, I know. That was a point that I think <laughs> I really started to relax yesterday because in my head I was thinking, right, let's get to 60, let's get to 70. It was 2-0, mm. it's still fine. But you have that feeling that one goal goes in against us and that's when the test is going to be yeah. if we're going to collapse or not like yeah. we did against Bournemouth. Uh, so an excellent goal that was. Barry, as, as our resident uh, England <laughs> expert, James Madison, if he doesn't make the 55-man squad, I'm going to riot. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, Southgate needs to go after this World Cup, no matter if you pick some or not. But it would be ludicrous, like absolutely ludicrous. The only one player that worries me for Madison that Southgate's got a soft spot is Mount. Like Mount shouldn't be anywhere near that squad, in my opinion, and he seems to always get in. And that's that could be his excuse just to not play Madison. It's a big club bias, isn't it? Wow, massive, like massive bias. But like, like look at Grealish and. And Barnes, to an extent, like Southgate just has this thing. It's it's so obvious and so strange, and how the FA allow it to continue. How how it isn't like a a group of advisors or something just be like stop stop picking this trash, like Sir Rashford and Sancho and players like that. It it must drive you barmy. Like I've never had that problem with Scotland because we've always got a pitch selection. <laughs> but like to have to have like it is like as as a Scotsman watching England, watching managers not pick like the only time that ever seemed to happen was the golden leader with scores and that they just couldn't make it work. Mm. Where you had to be like, oh, the squad is unreal; they have to win. But this England, this England one, this if anything, there's more to choose from, much probably bigger nuggets of gold, and he just refuses to pick them. It's so strange. Such a strange thing. James Madison can't do any more though, Steve, can he? He literally has been at the top of his game. He's carried a team that have been bottom of the table up till this week uh, and, and dragged us to, to winning points where we probably wouldn't have got them otherwise. And how must he be feeling at the minute? Well, uh, he, he, he can't let it worry him too much. He's just got to keep doing what he's doing. He's the best player in that position for a year or more, isn't he, really? Uh, and the stats... Um, over that length of time, can't really lie. And uh, uh, it, it beggars belief. Well, we all know what we're not Southgate's biggest fans, are we? Um, but it does beg your belief. It, all he can do is not let, let it get him down and just keep doing what he's doing. And it's going to be hard for Southgate to ignore him. Absolutely. Well, when this uh, squad announcement comes out, we're hoping there. Uh, and pray that Madison is in the, the 55. If he can't make a 55-man squad, he might as well give it up and go and play for... Has he got his Scottish grandparents? <laughs> <laughs> Literally any, anyone else doesn't think he'd get into any other squad. Real shame. Um, Tom, talk us through the fourth goal. Jamie Vardy back on the score sheet uh, for his 100th goal since turning 30. What a stat that is. Yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um it's more than we've achieved, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, right, he just gets himself into the right place. And to, to be honest, the, the keeper has an absolute mare. 
Um, I, I, I don't think that that ball should get anywhere near him, to be honest. But um, yeah, the ball's put him well and he tucks it away. I, I thought Castadi was great there, actually. Um, mm. The way he took his man on and got the ball in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually blame the keeper too much for that. I, I suppose Castagna, he, he did sort of chase down a lost cause and, and kept going with it. So yeah, he, it looked like it wasn't well, his, yeah. really, and it wasn't his to get across, and, and he did it, and it was a, a simple finish for Vardy, which is what he's needed. He's missed quite a few this year, so hopefully that'll get him going. Yeah, it was nice to see him back on the score sheet, and he uh, gave a, a celebration like only Jamie Vardy can celebrate with Steve, didn't he, telling the Wolves fans that they were a bit shit. Yeah, it was howling at them, wasn't he? I think so. He was yeah. howling and giving it that to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were say they were a bit stinky, and they, they were. Then later on in the game, when they were all leaving, he was waving them goodbye. <laughs> that <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely class. Um, but but yeah, really good to see him back on the score sheet there. Uh, but clean sheet again for Leicester, Barry. That's four now this season. Danny Ward. Deserves a special mention, I think, for yesterday. I'm sure you caught the highlights. A couple of crucial saves that he made. Certainly the one uh, from P- Pedence, I think it was, in the um, yeah. yeah, in the first half where he one-handed dived to his left and pushed it round the post. Uh, is he improving? Are you seeing signs of improvement there from the Leicester number one? It's probably not fair for me to say because I haven't watched enough games, but I think um, I think he's always had it. I think he's just um, maybe maybe the confidence, the, the low lack of confidence in the team has got to him. Unfortunately, when you're a keeper, anything goes wrong, it normally leads to go, whether it's a bad pass, a bad missed catch, anything like that. But I've always liked him, you know, I've always liked him. So I, I, like, uh, I'm glad it's happening for him. And maybe it's just the new defensive partnership or uh, maybe maybe like Rogers worked, worked his match with him, sat down, talked to him, what's going on, what's going on in your coupon. Let's get it changed. And like, as much as and I'm hoping we talk about it at some point today, because the last time I was on, it was all Rogers out. I'm curious to know do you believe he's the one that's doing it? Like, because he is a good coach. He's just, I think it's his um, his own mentality that lets him down. So I'm curious if he's had, given his head a wee wobble and thought, this is what I need to do to get the team back, back the way it needs to be, including Ward. We'll come on to that shortly, and I'm sure we'll all give our views on whether we're in the same position or or not. But uh, back to Danny Ward, Steve, really quickly. Um, do, do you see a different person there at a minute? Because even the way that he's trying to save shots looks a bit different. He's making himself bigger, whereas before he was sort of scrunching himself up. Is, is that a confidence thing? I think it must be, because he, he's always had a reputation as being a good goalkeeper. As Barry had told you, they loved him at Aberdeen. Um, you know, and he was only a young lad then. So, um, yeah, I mean, the whole team looked devoid of confidence and they look like they're getting it back. They look like they're having a bit more of a laugh together. There's a real determination to get out of this mess. And whether that's anything to do with Rogers or whether it's the senior players, I don't know. But they're... Yeah, I think confidence is a big thing. I think he's always been a good keeper and I think the whole team lost confidence. And But whether it's Rodgers, whether it's the senior players, they fought hard to get it back, I think. And, you know, Ward was always better at coming for crosses and whatever. He wasn't a bad shot stopper, but he, was, he had a poor record for us earlier this season. 
maybe Stowell should get some credit for it as well. Um, it's difficult to know, but he looks a much better player, doesn't he? And you know, if he can if he can save just as well as uh, Schmeichel, but he can come out and claim crosses as well, then you know, bonus, isn't it? Kasper Schmeichel, of course, getting booed yesterday by the Nice fans. Uh, Tom, is that right? Bloody not hell. going well, not going well for him over there. Yeah, well, there's still rumours about him a possible return. Well, we will just make the rumours up. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's really weird seeing two Steves on the screen here at the minute. I feel like slightly <laughs> different angle. Yeah. <laughs> the YouTuber, this is going to be uh, going to be a bit sort of trippy. <laughs> Would you like to see Shemichael back, Tom? Or are we we're we going to go with what we've got now? Um, I think the way Shemichael left, I can't see him coming back. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's. It's not something that he's really going to want on his CV, is it? Popping back and not getting any games. So like, I, I can't see him being a, a direct shoe in. So, I, yeah, I just can't see it happening. To be honest, um, if I asked you that two weeks ago, what would you have said then? <laughs> I'd have ripped your arm, your arm off for him, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Ward, he's he's doing all right, isn't he? I, I think what is most noticeable, as, as Steve said, that he's coming out and collecting those corners, and that's that's perhaps one of the biggest um, changes changes at the back from those set pieces. Um, and he's not he's not put a goal kick out of place yet, has he? So no, no that's right. We'll move on from yesterday's game, then, guys. We'll do a bit of last man standing. Barry, it's uh, your first one of married life, but you're up against two Steve Marples today on the screen, so I'm not holding <laughs> that tote for you. Um, apologies for the uh, for the topic of this as well, Baz, but we're going to do the top 25 FIFA world rankings, um, the nations that are in the top 25 of the FIFA world rankings. As we approach the World Cup, I mean, there's a few uh, there's a few banana skins in here. I want you to tell me a nation that is in the top 25 of the FIFA men's world ranking. And I'll start with you, Steve, because you're my top left. Okay, I'll go with England. Okay, they're in there. Any guesses where they're at? Uh, Five. Yep, spot on. Oh. (laughs) Well Googled, my friend. (laughs) Brazil. Brazil are number... Two? Number one. Oh. Newly number one. They took over from the team that was rightly or wrongly first before that. Bit of a random one that's in at number two. Tom, you're next. Gonna go Italy. Number six, despite not qualifying for the World Cup, they are in at six. Steve. Belgium. Belgium, number two. World world number one. Get to world number one and not really achieve anything is a bit of a strange one, but our four four Belgian foxes, uh, of course, in in the squad. What's not to love? Baz, back to you. Argentina, number three. Well done, Tom. Germany. Germany are number. Do you, do you know where they are? Tenth. Number eleven. Oh, quite low for them, isn't it? Mm. Steve. Spain. Spain are number seven. Barry? 
Uh, France. Number four. Oh. I think that's the top seven you've got now. Might start to get a bit trickier. Is it yeah. Tom there? I'm going to go Portugal. Number nine. Steve? Ah. Uh, the Netherlands. Number eight. That is the top nine now all taken care of. You're doing well, lads. You're doing well. Buzz? Croatia. Number 12. Tom? Uh, I'm going to go... Bloody hell. It's a tough one now, isn't it? I'm going to go Uruguay. Number 14. Well done, my friend. Oh, bless my man. If you win this, I'm on the pitch on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Steve? Nigeria. No, they're not in there. They're not even qualified for the World Cup this time. They were on my list. No. Barry? Colombia. Number 17. Haven't qualified for the World Cup either, I don't think. We won't talk about teams that haven't qualified for the World Cup, though. Tom? What about Ukraine? Uh, they're at 27. They're just oh. outside of the top, top 25. I'll <laughs> blame Putin. They'd be def- defo top 25 otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Buzz? Poland? Number 26. You would have lost as well, but you Ooh. got the victory oh. on your maiden uh, return, on your return from uh, time away. Well done, though. You got all of the top 10 <laughs> apart from Denmark at number 10. Oh, Mexico with number 13. They didn't get oh, Mexico. Oh, I had them on my list and USA. Yeah, USA was 16, Switzerland 15. Then we go into a bit ropey territory, really. Uh, Switzerland, Senegal. yeah, Switzerland yeah. 15. Senegal are number 18, Wales 19, Iran 20th in the world, Serbia 21, Morocco 22, Peru 30, 23. Japan 24 and Sweden 25. Wow. So, Sweden as well. Tell off a bit. Yeah, Stop. how do you Scotland essay? Are at 40, Scotland are at 40, Baz. A what? 40, Scotland. That's actually all right for us. That's not too bad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, up, it's up quite a lot, actually. You're up 16 points, so you've had a bit of a... I mean, the Nations League. Nations League fun to set Yeah, yeah. Cracking. Well, thanks for that, guys. It was unlucky, Tom. I thought you were going to win that then. That was tight, wasn't it? I'd have been delighted for you. <laughs> well, let's get on to a fairly big topic, which is Rogers in versus Rogers out. I just wonder if we can have a conversation uh, of where you stand now. So, Steve, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling about the manager's, managerial situation at the club? Well, you know, I, I was the last to, to go into the Rogers out club. Um, I'm still not 100% sure. Um, we've been playing teams that we should beat and these games could have gone other ways until towards the end uh, and we've ended up winning some of them quite comfortably. I, I would say Forest Leeds and Wolves all ended up fairly comfortable victories and we should have probably beat Palace. Yeah. Um, but they're games we should be winning with the squad that we've got. Uh I still think he was partly to blame for the loss of confidence with all his talk and needing to refresh the squad 
and get rid of a load of players that are in the squad right now. Um, so I, I'm. I think the only reason I would say keep with him is we've had a run of results, and I'm not sure who we'd get to take his place that would keep us moving forward as a club. Um, not Emily. Yeah. Well, we you know, uh, it's unlikely, <laughs> unlikely we'd ever get Pochettino or whatever. So we are left with a Sean Dyche or, yeah. and although he might, he, he might have been good for us this season, I don't see him as the way forward. I know Barry likes him, but I, 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 do. I just don't. So, um, yeah, well, he's got he's got a stay of execution anyway, hasn't he? Now with the recent results, and we'll see if we can keep it going. I think it's one of those things, isn't it? That you know, Dyche at that time when we we're on one point it seemed a very very attractive option at the time because I don't know about you, Tom, but for me, I didn't think Rogers could motivate the team anymore. I thought he'd, I thought he'd given in. I thought um, everything about his body language and his interviews and the things that he was saying about the team indicated to me that he was waiting to be sacked. Now, a few games on, and the devil's advocate is we played the three teams that are bottom three of the league uh, and beaten those three. So should we beat them? Probably have we played well? Not particularly, but we've scored 10 goals and conceded none in, in those three games. Yeah. Um, but but he has motivated the players to, to do that, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think, I think that's it. Um, you know, you're talking about us, us beating the, the worst teams, but we're giving them a damn good beating. It's not like we're just sat on the two goals and then we're sitting back, you know, getting getting four goals at the weekend. What you want to see, really. And if that's yeah. the way, you know, that's kind of the way that we play. We do play to score lots of goals. Now, if you get Sean Dyche in, I, I don't think we've got the men there that can that can carry out the sort of role that he'd want, he'd, he'd want us to do. So... Um, That's the level we'd be looking at, isn't it? Let's be really realistic about this. Uh, you know, I think you look yeah. at that sort of manager. What, what I really think is some Premier League team will take a punt on uh, a Vincent Company or someone like that that could potentially do it, do a bit of a job. But you, you're not going to go get a Tuchel. You're not going to go get a Pochettino. They're, they're not going to happen. No, I think I think you'd be um, a, a bit of a lunatic if you're starting to think that you know we're, we're attracting that sort of manager. Um, I think at the time we were, you know, when Rogers came in, we were over the moon to get someone of that sort of um, that stature at the time. I know he's only a wee guy, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 a strange thing at the moment where you know we've had week upon week of seeing those those interviews that he's he's given, and and he did look completely as if he was waiting for his paycheck. Um, mm. But I don't know, maybe his ego is so, like, so big that once he gets a few wins under his belt, he starts to think, oh, I, can, I can make a name for myself here if I get us out of the shit. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't think there's a course of action at the minute anyway, is there? I think we're we're holding off till, probably well, till the end of the season, to be honest, but um, certainly till till Christmas. Yeah, certainly till the World Cup, isn't it? We've got three games left now till the, the World Cup, and we'll come on to those shortly. But, Barry, from the outside, this is where people outside of certain clubs don't quite understand sometimes, do they, how, a fan, how fans are, are feeling. So maybe it was the same with 
some some people on the outside of Steven Gerrard at Villa thinking that he's been treated a bit harshly. But when you're in that situation as the fans, quite often you've got a clearer view or perceive yourself to have a clearer view. Are you surprised that, first of all, Rogers found himself in the position that he did? And secondly, that he started to potentially dig himself out of it a little bit? Well, I think, I think I'm one of the lucky ones just because I do this podcast. So I think, um, be, obviously, Villa were linked with him heavily. And, like, <laughs> you you were all over it on Twitter. If any Villa fans are already like, Rogers, and you were in, like, a shot. No, please don't. Please don't take him. Please don't do this. Which is decent power. But, like, but that was quite, um, it, it was quite, not enjoyable, but just quite, um, no, it was enjoyable. Just chatting to Villa fans about it because they, they, they don't have the privilege I do of like watching the Leicester games purposely for a podcast. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm like you guys, he, he did seem void and he, he looked like he was doing a Mourinho and, and waiting for the paycheck. And I think um, like when I was saying I was watching for an hour, just like the highlights of the last few games and stuff, it, it was, it was quite warming to see that like, it seems like he's the one that's done it for me. Like he's, He's made the big changes. Like he's took Ndidi out, who he persisted with. He took Evans out, who everyone says is the best defender there. And now Samari's in there doing a role, and um, or my or my Amarty is is playing well. Like if you haven't seen it in four, you can't really criticize anyone for that. Like it's it, you say you say you're not playing well, but you're not conceding and you're scoring loads of goals, so yeah. it can't be all that bad. And I think maybe that's. Um, an ex- expectation thing where that probably needs to be managed as a fan base because a lot of teams would take that. Um, yeah, and and a lot of teams would take Rodgers, it seems. Like, so many teams would take him. Like, I, yeah. I personally did, I didn't want him because um, I saw how firsthand how poisonous it got with him and, and, and it was him. It was his, it was his interviews and his, uh, how he was at the side of the pitch and persisting with players that were awful. And now he's all of a sudden found this a couple of a couple of wee changes that have found the winning formula. I think um, oh, I'm not going to pass coming off if he needs to go or not because I'd be hypocritical the way I was with our manager. But um, and you, I don't I don't think he can call for his head after the next game if it doesn't go right. But certainly I think Everton is a huge game now because they're they're quietly doing brilliant. Yeah, they're absolutely are. brilliant. And I think that's that's a real test. If you go and beat them two, three, you know, like you've been beating the, the poorer teams, then for me that would, that would suggest less they're back. And that's a big thing for me. So I think the the thing I I still feel at this stage that a change of manager would be a good thing, and I do. And you know who who that person should be is is a different conversation. And I don't think someone should stay the job just because of that thought process around who that next person might potentially be. However, what I will say is that he's surpassed my expectation already by being able to, to regroup this bunch of players. And you're right. We talked about Ndidi and, and Evans and players like that. I think Evans has had a shocking season. I think he needs to take his fair share of the blame. What we've got now at centre-back is two defenders that would run through a brick wall, rightly or wrongly, for, for the cause. Uh, and to see them do that and to keep the ball out by any means necessary, when you're down that end of the table, that's what you need, isn't it? You need a bit of steel, a bit of metal. Uh, and Rogers has, has given those lads that. So for me, I'm going to look at it now over the next three games and see where we go into the World Cup at. But I think we need four points out of the next three games. As a What's the third game, mate? Who's, who's the third uh, team? West, West Ham away. Yeah, okay. We're also, oh, they, 
They've just hit the lead. Have they? Who scored? Uh, Zuma. No, that's no good. He's not my fancy team. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Uh, but I think we need four points out of those next three games to, for me to feel... Doable, doable, for sure. Doable. Yeah, a bit more confident. <clears throat> what about you, yeah. Steve? How are you feeling about the next few games? Yeah, uh, it's a real test for us, isn't it? I mean, anything, if we got a point out of Man City, it'd be a bonus, I think. Uh, but the other two games will be a real tester as to how far the confidence has come back. Um so it'd be very interesting to see how they go. I mean, we're only like one victory off top half of the table, aren't we? I mean, it's incredible, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the season's on if we can keep it going. Oh, and what I would say is that Barry's right. I, I wasn't complaining at all the fact we've not played particularly well. And I don't think we played well on Sunday and 1-4-0. I think that's a brilliant trait to have as a as a football yeah. team, to, to be clinical and keep the ball out no matter what at the other end. Um, but when we do click, that's going to make it even even better. And there is hope there. I've got a funny feeling. We'll come on to Man City. I've got a feeling we're going to beat Man City on Saturday. I think back to when we had Cloud Puel as manager and we didn't think we stood a chance then. I know the big difference is that lanky streak of piss they've got up front, but <laughs> it's not really easy. It's, it's, it's quite a difference though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a difference. <laughs> but I, I think we've got half a chance on, on Saturday. How, how do you feel about the game coming up on Saturday, Tom? Um, well, yeah, I think I think for the last the last few weeks we've been thinking of it as of it as a kind of you know showcase of uh, Erling Haaland. But oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could just nick something? I mean, I'd, yeah, take a draw. Um, oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd take that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it, I don't know, Leicester's a strange side and we do tend to pick up points in, in, the, in the weirdest of fixtures, so you never know. Well, look at Liverpool last season when we had no players. Everyone was injured, weren't they? And we, we played them on just before Christmas and beat them 1-0 with Hamza Chowdhury at centre-back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think, honestly, I don't think it was a write-off there for us. And the fact I'm saying that two weeks after our last show when... Really, it was difficult to keep, you know, it to be a live, easy listening podcast. It says something, doesn't it, Steve? Yeah, it does. Um, I, I think we could get a draw against Man City. Um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, and that would be a good result. Um, yeah, but it's, it's difficult to know, isn't it? I mean, how fragile is their confidence going to be? And if they let a goal in, I mean, the only times they have let a goal in recently was against Bournemouth and they just collapsed, didn't they? Um, but there is that determination there. It's whether it's it's now resilient enough in, in the face of any setbacks. And in the next three games, I think we're going to find that out one way or another. I can't see us going one or two goals up and, you know, in one of those games we're going to go four behind. Yeah, and absolutely. Interesting what character and confidence they have at that point. Barry, some of that's going to come down to stopping the man that's in, you know, great vein of form for Manchester City, Erling Haaland. He's scored more goals than 12 Premier League clubs so far this season by himself. 17 goals in 12 games or 11, 11 games, sorry. How do Leicester stop him? Bain, Taylor and Mengs, I think. 
Signed so, Tyrone Mings. Signed Tyrone Mings. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, mate. I think, um, uh, again, going on, on what I was just searching earlier on, I do fear this game, and that's where I think the, the fan base need to just like maybe keep a chill pill after the game. Yeah. I think um, the, the, you, did, you did play the bottom three teams, and what was horribly evident, I think, is the counter-attack was on in every game. And if there's one thing that Man City are different this season to every other season that you guys have bet them, as they've got the guy to put in the net at the end of a counter attack. And I think um, I would be very surprised if he didn't get another hat trick this weekend. You, you I don't mean to be. I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got him as my captain, but I might change it and give it to <laughs> Harvey Barnes as he rips them a new one. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I want about it too much, but I've just, I've just got this feeling. And when I've got a feeling like this, a hunch, a real deep sort of set hunch, it's not always that wrong. Um, um, (laughs) I don't think that'll be happening. Um, A man that can potentially stop them, we haven't really discussed him in any great great detail, is Voot Fass. Steve, how much of an intelligent signing has he been for us? Because he's made a difference, hasn't he? Oh, he certainly has. He's... um... A little bit like Sionchu was in his second season, isn't he? He's always on the front foot, always putting in a challenge. Uh, he seems good in the air, um, quite calm on the ball, and struck up a, a pretty good partnership with uh, Big Dan. Um, probably the only worrying news is that Evans and Ndidi might be fit to play against Man City. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it past... Brendan to put them both back in, which I think would be a huge mistake. Do you think he will put them back in, Tom? Can you see any changes coming, or do you think it will be a case of uh, what's got us this far might take us on a little bit further? I think he's going to look at those results and and uh, and think, you know, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, I, I do think Samara struggled a little bit. In the last couple of games, to be honest, he's he's been bypassed a little bit, and uh, and when Mendy's come on, he's looked good, but he's he's not the one you want to be starting against. The likes of De Bruyne, I don't think. Well, I took my wife to the game yesterday, as you know, and her favourite chant of the afternoon was "Woot woot!" It's the sound of Nam Police. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that, that was well received. Um, <laughs> Another player who has been a bit unfortunate to miss out starting last game is Dennis Pratt as well, Tom. He uh, he looked really good, didn't he, against Leeds? He did, yeah. He um he kind of added to that to that front line of pressing, really, didn't he? To to get us that first goal where he whips it in and uh, and it comes off the defender. So yeah, yeah, he made the run for the second goal as well. He made the run for the second goal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's he was looking looking really good, uh, and I know a lot of fans were were saying we shouldn't put Madison straight back in, but that's just a ridiculous comment to make with with how he's been playing. Yeah, I mean the, the thought process might be that you could put Pratt on the right and play Madison yeah. through and leave KDH out for a game or two. That's that's what I would do. I think he needs a bit of a break, Ken and and. Uh, See if he can recharge his batteries. I mean, he'd come on anyway because I don't think Pratt's fit, fit enough to last ninety. But um... yeah, I, th- I think that could work quite well. To be honest, I mean, KDH is absolutely runs himself into the ground um, mm. towards the end of the game. You know, he's still chasing chasing down 
balls back to the keeper and all sorts. So, uh, and as, as Barry said earlier as well, he, he tends to play quite high up, um, which is why he's been laying those passes off to Barnes. He's sort of uh, a good player to have around the squad, isn't he, Dennis Pratt-Barry? Uh, sort of utility man can play in a few positions. You don't get into the Belgium team if you're, if you're not any good. No, he's, uh, he's always been kind of that weird enigma, isn't he? Because if you play football manager or any of these games, FIFA, he's always kind of a top quality player to get into your squad. But um, I liked him. He did well against... Was it Leeds he played well against? Yeah, he did. From what mm. I saw now, he seemed to be heavily involved. Yeah. Um, he's, he obviously seems to be someone that maybe understands his role in the squad. But like what Steve just suggested, that'd be ace to see that. I'd love to see that. Right, I, I, yeah. it, it's fine. Oh, I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in the toilet at the time? It's fine. Steve, I, Steve, I was peeing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did think about that. I saw your camera go off and I thought, what's going on here? But <laughs> yeah, the best way to highlight that is through the audio. Um, I guess the one thing left to talk about for Saturday and what we're not sure, we're not sure who's starting up front in any given game at the moment, are we? I'll come to you first, Steve, but who, who starts up front against Man City for you? Probably Vardy, because he's got a goal. He's a big team player, big game player. Uh, no one scored as many goals against the big sixes he has, I don't think, hardly so. Even Harry Kane. So, um, I, I think, yeah, it's his turn to start. What about you, Tom? It's, it's a hell of a question at the minute, isn't it? I, I feel like if you flip a coin, I'd, I'd be happy with either of them, to be honest. But um, It's just that aggression, though, isn't it? That pure it is, yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of notoriety around him as well. Um, against the big teams, you know, he's, he's the guy that you want there, really, to start anyway. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Buzz, as well? Yeah, Vardy has to start. Yeah, I think so. So... Just about 15 minutes ago, while we were on the show, I put a, a poll on our Twitter page, got a fair representation of uh, how the fan base are feeling about Brendan Rodgers' position at the club at the minute. Bear in mind, last time I ran one of these, it was 90% Brendan out and 10% Brendan in. It's now 45% Brendan in and 55% Brendan out. So it's evened up quite oh. a bit. Quite a few fickle fans there, Baz. Uh, well, it, mate, it's, it's one of the rights we have as football fans is to be as fickle as we want to be. So I think um, I don't think that's too unfair, and I, I don't know if it's too fair or unfair. But frankly, you can, you can be fick- you can be as fickle as you want. Of course you can. And if he beats Man City, do the poll again, and then yeah. see where you're at. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, then win, lose, or draw against Man City, I'll, I'll run this poll again, and we'll see how it changes in in that time. Do it, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely do it. I'll take some, this might be hard to hear, but I'll take some predictions for you from you guys for the Man City game as well before we finish off tonight. I'll come to you first, Steve. Yeah, well, I said earlier, um, it's, uh, you know, one part of me thinks we could end up losing 3-1, but I'm going to go for a one-all, a gutsy one-all draw. I'll take that. First. I think Helen's going to run a shit storm, so I think it's going to be 4-1 Man City. Sorry, boys. Okay. That's your right as a fickle football fan, Bass. Correct. <laughs> Tom. Or two man say. I'll go one nil Leicester. The clean sheet bus keeps rolling on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you <laughs> what, mate, if, if that comes in, if that comes in, you get an extra ten points in our league. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, 
Has Harlan got COVID? Hey. Has Harlan got COVID? My mum's got COVID. I'm standing around to his. <laughs> get, get well soon, mum. Um, Is she okay? Hey. Is she okay? Yeah, she's all right. Oh, good. She's all right. Uh, lads, that's, that's it for another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. The time flies by like the uh, footballing calendar's flown by. A couple of weeks more till the World Cup and we'll have another show next week. But we've got our uh, Irish contingent joining us this weekend, Tom. Aidan's going to come down. It's his birthday today. Any wise words for him? Yeah, keep your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> keep your shirt on. Don't, don't paint yourself. Yeah. Don't cause any trauma. <laughs> that, of course, anyone that's listening dates back to Aidan painting himself half and half Crusaders colours when they played Wolves, his Northern Irish team, uh, in the Europa League a couple of years ago. It'd be, so, be good to see him, to be fair. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. It will be good, rather. Steve, what are you up to this week? I'm working away. Uh, actually, here in Dublin tomorrow, Belfast Wednesday, Edinburgh Thursday. And uh, yeah, uh, and then I've actually got a week at home. I think. Oh no, I'm off to Manchester. The start of the following week. You should be coming down this weekend, Steve. We could have had a big get together. Yeah, I know. Still tickets available? Are they? Yeah, they are. Buzz, how about you? What you? What's your plans? Um, I'm going to spend the week trying to earn as many brownie points for the missus as I can so I can watch Leicester game then watch the Villa game straight after it. Who's Villa got this uh, weekend? Uh, we've got Newcastle. Oh, tough game. Playing well Newcastle. Yeah, but you manage events. We yeah. we do well against them. I, I fancy it. Yeah, I fancy it. Is it at Villa? Uh, no, I think it's their, their joint. But that's uh, we do better away than we do at home. I guess that, so. That's because your fans are toxic. Um, we are <laughs> absolute toxic. <laughs> was it not the stat that Villa was the most improved team during lockdown or something? Uh, when there was no fans in the stadium. A stat I saw today was uh, in the Premier League fan base. We are bottom of the table for using Viagra. <laughs> 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 Leicester was fourteenth, uh, top of the table with Chelsea. Rock hard, Army. We were oh, yeah. bottom of the table. Oh, you were bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On that I need to find it. I need to find it. Send it to you. <laughs> we'll take it down into the gutter a little bit further. But guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's sometimes nice to not have a guest as much as we appreciate our guests coming on. Yeah, but I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. If you've listened to our show tonight or today, or whenever it is that you're in the car and you've got a spare hour, do us a favour if you're listening. Give us a retweet. Give us a shout-out. We really appreciate that. But that's it for another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll join you again next week.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.